BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. As a professional welder, Shayna Ford uses Forge FX to practice over and over, which helps her improve her skills. The more muscle memory that you have, the smoother your weld is. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. popcorn, put on your comfiest pajamas, and grab a drink because it's time for a new episode of Sierra Unfiltered. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Sierra Unfiltered podcast. Hey, guys. I know that we only missed one week while I was in Europe, but it feels like... Forever. Forever. I know. I just... I... I missed you guys. I missed... I missed you, and I missed you guys, and I missed Carly, and I just missed having, like these conversations like it's literally like the highlight of my week just sitting down and talking and being silly and I know I feel the same way I'm excited to get back into it yeah so So, what you drinking (laughs) what are you drinking I'm drinking cranberry juice I for a first am drinking like an actual coffee beverage so if you only listen to the podcast you're gonna be like Sierra this is blasphemy like only a few weeks ago my unpopular opinion was that coffee sucks Mm mm-hmm I am now an espresso fan. Dun, dun, dun. I love espresso. <laughs> As if espresso. Sierra wasn't already hyper enough. I know. <laughs> I know. But I discovered first, I like discovered I love cappuccinos. Yeah. And then I realized I actually like the foam to milk ratio better in a latte. So I am drinking a latte. Yeah. I think that also something about your personality that should be discussed is that you have a very, I don't know if addictive is the right word. I think addictive is the right word. (laughs) I didn't want to like go out and say it, but definitely once you get into something, you get into it. Oh yeah. Like bogs, you got into it. Rocks, you got into it. Scrapbooking, you got into it. Now I feel like you've purchased your own latte machine. I have. And it's just your new lifestyle. It's great. And the thing is, I'm only letting myself have one a day because it's so funny because so I went to the doctor like a month ago to do like a pre preconception checkup. Yeah. um, So that I could just make sure my health was in order before Steven and I start trying to get pregnant. And they were like, I was like, yeah, is there anything I should look out for? And they were like, it's totally fine to drink caffeine, but just limit it to like less than two cups a day. And I was like, I don't drink coffee. Now I drink coffee. So now it's going to become an issue. <laughs> now it's, of course, like right when it actually would be an issue, Aww. I start liking coffee. But I'm, so I'm just having one cup a day. But, but that's super this fun. Is my exciting. Cup. I love it. I've been having we a lot of fun. We love personal growth. <laughs> also, I love that at first you were like cappuccinos and mm-hmm. then you like evolved into a latte. I feel like it'll be fun to watch like what kind of milks you like. If you like to add any flavor in, like what where you go with it well one thing I'm excited about and maybe I'll have to try this on the next podcast is I've never had a pumpkin spice latte I've (gasps) never had a PSL never because I don't I didn't like coffee but ice lattes are now my favorite I feel like maybe we should just go to Starbucks after this and that could be an entire (laughs) vlog don't you think that'd be like a really good vlog 
blog bog wouldn't it be a great <laughs> bog but i feel like that'd be a great vlog like yeah. trying my first ever pumpkin spice latte okay. maybe we'll go out for lunch and we'll stop at starbucks on the way back i feel like that's a really great okay. plan check it out on the vlog channel it <laughs> won't be up when this podcast goes up because we're filming this podcast like two days before it goes up which is also so fun because leading into my bump date i can talk about like specifically where i'm at and it'll be relevant yeah when it comes let's out. just do your bump date now Okay, so I'm halfway through my pregnancy. 20 weeks, ladies and gentlemen. Which is so exciting. I was telling Sierra it's kind of bittersweet because I've actually kind of come around to loving pregnancy. I think my first, I think everyone's first trimester is kind of hard because you're like nauseous, you're trying to keep it a secret, but like your body's changing, you're very emotional, but like if you start crying in a Trader Joe's, you can't be like, oh, like, I'm sorry I'm pregnant (laughs) because then people will look at you and be like, are you pregnant? Like, are you just now, like, also a compulsive liar? Like, like, what? What's going on, lady? But I feel like the second trimester is so fun because it's, like, you're starting to show and then I feel like also you're getting a lot of tests done to, like, reassure you that, like, everything's good, you're healthy, you're... You had your anatomy scan, right? Yeah, which was so fun. Also, I have the craziest baby. (laughs) Like, literally every single ultrasound tech we've seen, like four different people have told us that he is the most active baby like they've ever seen. Like he, I, like we're going to have to put him in tap dance ASAP (laughs) or gymnastics or something because if not, he's going to become a sports baby. I'm I'm interested to see like (laughs) how active he is when he is out and is like a full baby. Yeah. Like you might have a sports baby. (laughs) Sierra, there are so many physical activities. That aren't sports things. Like today I'm going, after this I'm going to my little brother's football game, Mm -hmm. which is like so fun because I love my little brother. But also it's something where I tell my parents like, hey, I really want to support my siblings. Let's pick like a game a month that I can go to. Yeah. Because I just, I'm just not a sports person. Like Like, going to tournaments every weekend. Yeah. I absolutely have no desire to watch football does kyle watch football at all no okay kyle's like maybe even less of a sports person than i am see because steven now that it's football season there's the game is just always on i know which is so weird i feel like that's kind of steven's like secret like i feel like he doesn't bring that up to kyle and i like the other day he texted and kyle's in spain right now so he texted like super early and it came through or whatever happened and we were like why are you up so early and he's like oh well i had to do my fantasy football draft and kyle turned to me and was like what? <laughs> like what? Like I feel like it's kind of like finding out like a secret about your oh, significant yeah. other. Like Stephen, like what do you mean? He actually really likes sports. I know, which is so weird. But here's, he's not a, like a sporty boy. But here's my question. Okay. So in a perfect world, you wouldn't want to have a kid who was super into sports because you wouldn't feel as like involved in the games. Yeah. If your son was gonna play a sport, yeah. What was what would you want it to be? And I don't mean a sport like cheerleading or gymnastics. Like, I mean more of, like, a traditional sport. Like, maybe baseball. Because I feel like it's not that dangerous. It's like, I don't know. Like, baseball games are fun. Like, if I had to pick a game to go to, I would probably go to a baseball game. Because I feel like you can get, like, a vegetarian hot dog and have a beer. Yeah. I don't know. But also, I feel like that's one of my least favorite things with pregnancy. And you and I have talked about this. Yeah. Of, like, as soon as I found out I was having a boy... And then also, like, whenever I say he's, like, active or, like, the doctors say he's, like, has really long legs and is, like, big. Yeah. I feel like everyone's, like, oh, you know, just a little football player. Like, 
you can't help it if he wants to play football like that's what you're gonna have to do and obviously if my son comes to me begging being like please mother i want to play soccer like we'll enroll him in soccer it's not a big deal but also i feel like there are so many hobbies to explore i feel like oftentimes that's just the default for kids of like oh you turned five so like now we put you in ayso or whatever it's called whereas i feel like it's fun to be like do you want to play the piano yeah. Do you want to do theater? Do you want to do dance? Do you want to do art? Do you want to do photography? Like, there's so many... Well, that's the thing. I think parents think of, like, recreational sports as, like, the only way to socialize your kids. Yeah. But, like, you could put your kid in... Like, Boy Scouts. Yeah. Or there's so many different things. I thought, when you said sport, I thought you were going to say, like, tennis or, like, Ooh. swimming or something like that. I could or see golf. that. <laughs> golf. Did you know I joined the golf team? In you high did school? not. But well, I only went one time because the outfits were like so ugly that I couldn't handle. <laughs> my parents were literally that might have been like the most mad they've ever been at me. Because my well, first of all, my biology teacher was like he also taught the golf team. Yeah. And I was getting like like a low C in the class. Like I was kind of on the verge. And so it was extra credit if you like joined the women's golf team because he taught it. And right. I was like, you know what? maybe golf is for me like let's try it doesn't seem like too active seems like I can wear a skirt like it seems and I like went out and bought the clothes and told my parents I was like I'm not going like this is like there's no way and they're like well you signed up like you have to go and so I went and was like miserable and was like this is the most awful thing were you good no (laughs) me <laughs> me i was just talking to and we might have talked about this i think we talked about this on the podcast that i never crawled as a baby yes so i just feel like any hand-eye coordination like i think i have good rhythm so yeah. that's why like i can do dance yeah it's not that i'm good at dance but like i and i can feel the music i can understand yeah. i'm with you with that i was never like i never marketed myself as a triple threat when yeah. i was in theater i was like i'm a singer actress who can dance but I'm not a singer actress dancer like I'm not gonna be out there doing turns but like I could do a jazz square and I will have like the best show face while I do it but I can do a jazz square Sarah I think everyone can do a jazz square Uh, I would love to see Steven try to do a jazz square (laughs) or my cousin Carter I my favorite thing that Kyle and I do is like sometimes when he's cooking dinner I'll just like turn on my show tunes yep. and like dance around the house and we'll have like a party yeah. and the night before he left we like decided that it was just gonna be a lay Miz night so we were just like lay Miz walking <laughs> in our kitchen and I was like hopping on the couch like singing Gavroche's parts you guys are so like, cute our neighbors probably hate us so cute. like I feel like it'd be better to have like frat stars as neighbors who just no. play like turn down for what than like have a kind of off key girl singing like Gavroche's parts <laughs> and like hopping off chairs I I think it's great. Like, if I was your neighbor, I would pay <laughs> well, more also... rent to hear that. <laughs> to hear you sing Rent. You're like, I get a show. Dinner like, and not... a show? <laughs> Every night is just a theater. <laughs> oh, my gosh. But, but, yeah, so that's my bump date. I'm halfway through, yeah. which is super exciting. Also, all of my organs are starting to move, which is a very weird thing that, like, I knew happened but, like, also didn't really know. Like, on my bump yeah. date this week, or on my bump date, on my app this week, one of them was like, yeah, your lungs will be shifting because, like, your uterus is moving up into that, like, area. So you may be super short of breath. That's why. And it's weird to be like, oh, if I'm short of breath, it could be because my lungs are being squished. 
I feel like that's something you could never prepare yourself for. Like, like someone could tell you that. Yeah. And you're how, like, oh, weird that your stomach moves. But, but how do you prepare yourself? For your lungs moving. And then, like, I don't I don't know. I'm not a doctor. Like, do they ever go back to the same place? I'm sure. Probably. But, like, how long after? Yeah. It's. <laughs> Have you been short of breath? Weird. Uh, I don't think so. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I just feel like I'm very tired as a pregnant person. Yeah. So, like, everything's exhausting. Like, yeah. carrying packages up the stairs. Carly walked by and she had, like, a giant stack of, like, ten. And I had, like, two. And I was like... <sighs> <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. But it also could just be me as a person. <laughs> you never know. Uh, do we want to get into our unpopular opinions? Oh, sure. Sure. Do you want to go first? Okay. So, I told this to Skylar in the car yesterday. And she was like, you should make this your unpopular opinion. Yes. And I was just saying... Or, hot take. Hot take. My hot take. Um, I was just saying this because we were having a conversation. <sighs> Baby boomers love to hate on millennials and Gen Z for always being on their phone, right? It's like, those kids these days always on their phone. Yes. Who posts every other day on Facebook? Who goes on a trip and is literally holding an iPad, like, filming the entire thing? Baby boomers. Yes. Not millennials. I went on my trip to London I took probably 15, 20 photos. Like, 10 of them were, like, for me for Instagram. And then, like, 5 or 10 just of, like, Stephen and my family doing fun things for my scrapbook. I posted maybe two on Facebook. Yeah. Because no one cares. I I hate to break it to you. But no one wants to see a step-by-step itinerary of what I did on my trip. I was living in the moment. Especially when it's super basic things. Like, I I feel like I have a couple friends who will post, like, really interesting things from their trip. Like, they specifically go out and plan, still only posting, like, maybe five photos from their trip. Right. But it's like, oh, that's so cool. If I'm ever in, like, Stockholm. I'd love to go do that. Yeah, like, what a unique thing. But it's people who travel, like, to Chicago and then are like, we're at the Cheesecake Factory. Here's my cheesecake. Here's a side of the Cheesecake Factory. Here's my husband with his cheesecake and it's not millennials and gen z who does that that's like an older generation thing like that's the stereotypical facebook mom or like facebook grandma i do think that like my parents generation can be like that sometimes depending on the person same with my parents like not too much. a lot of like my parents friends who do that or like my friends parents Mm -hmm. my parents are pretty good same but all my grandmas oh my god well not all I don't want to drag all my grandmas grandma Darlene I know you listen to the podcast shout out you to grandma Darlene <laughs> but I do have a couple of grandmas who yeah. like every day it's political posts oh every my day it, any family get together it's like 20 photos and it's like here's our salad here's our whatever and it's like, how are you going to be on us for not living in the moment when you guys are the ones out? Th- we were at Universal Studios one time and there was this like middle-aged dad, maybe like 50, 60, who filmed, we were on the Minions ride, filmed the entire ride on his iPad. Not his kids like enjoying the ride. Like the ride. It's like, like what are and, you going to do with that footage later? In the Minions ride. Like it's not even like a physical, like maybe if you're like, going through and like the jaws shark jumps out of the water there's like a like the minions right is literally just a video yeah like and i'm sure you could find it online well and the other thing is i know people are going to come for me because i take a ton of photos but i don't need to share every single photo of every single thing i'm doing online and also you take photos like partially for work partially for you and also i feel like actually out of all my friends you 
don't take that many photos. Isn't that funny? Like, I think that, like, if I'm out to brunch with, like, Jessica or something, like, yeah. you and I went out to brunch yesterday, I feel like we would have, like, taken photos of, like, oh, like, here's our coffee, here's Jessica, here's whatever. But you and I are both so, like, in, not in the moment, not that my other friends are in the moment, but I feel like you only take photos, like, for a specific purpose. So, yeah. like, I want to remember this yeah. or, like, this is for work. Yeah. And so I feel like... And I think a lot of people in my generation are the same way. Yeah. And it's our parents and our grandparents who are the ones who are filming everything and sharing everything. So there's my hot take. And I was probably, like, way too aggressive about it. And people are going to be offended. So I'm sorry. Sierra, I've looked at our analytics. I don't think that many baby boomers are listening. (laughs) And if they are, they're cool baby boomers. So the baby boomers who comment are like... I'm 60 years old, but, like, I love this podcast. And we love, and we're like, we love heck that. Heck yeah. Yes. Like, love that. So we're not talking to you. Because if you found this podcast, either you know how to nav- navigate YouTube or the podcast app. Yeah. We're talking about the people who are exclusively on Facebook. <laughs> exactly. All right. What's your hot take? Ooh. I hope so, it's, like, offensive so that it, like, drowns out So my out hot mind. take actually is offensive. <laughs> And I feel like I haven't come in hot with a hot take in a little bit. I know everyone, I already can tell the can comments are going to be just out there. I think horror is 100% not normal. 100%. 100%. I, so I will say, I have been an associate lighting designer for one of like the biggest horror events like in California. Kyle's been a technical director for another one of the biggest horror events in California. (laughs) I'll leave it at that. But when I was the associate lighting designer for like two or three years, I literally only went once and I like walked the back ways because I didn't want to go to the scare zone so that I literally like focused because I think it is so... I just feel like it's a weird, <clears throat> oh no, I'm getting nervous because I can already <laughs> see all the comments coming from me. I, I was talking Be nice, to, guys. Be I was nice. talking to Carly about this the other day. I feel like if you're like maybe a teenager, a young adult, and you're going with a group of friends, like, hey, this is our fall activity. We're just going like to hang out with each other. Yeah. I feel like that's one thing, but I feel like to go by yourself and to genuinely like get pleasure out of seeing like dead bodies everywhere and like murder and also like horror movies of like sitting down and choosing to like watch people get violently murdered versus like when you're in high school and it's like, oh, there are going to be boys over and like, that's an I want to cuddle. Like, I feel like that's different. Like, I'm not coming for you if you do it as like a social thing. Yeah. Even though I wouldn't do it as a social thing. Like, yeah. I literally, one year, um, I went to Halloween Horror Nights yeah. to go see a project that Kyle was working on. I literally had him golf cart me over to the specific thing and then golf cart me home. Like, he hung out <laughs> with all of our friends or not golf cart me home. Golf cart me to my car and I drove home. Just yeah. because I, like, I yeah. don't find any pleasure people running at me with chainsaws. I'm or, with you. Like, I, am I wrong? No. So here's my thing. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I think I understand it a little bit more. Yeah. For other people. Because, so, like, when I was in high school, I was the same as you. Like, I would go to those things because it was, like, a fun social activity. Yeah. But I never liked it and I always left feeling, like, weird and scared which is like kind of the point yeah but like I didn't enjoy that yeah and so I like I, I tried to like 
push past that and like pretend that I did because yeah. it was like I didn't want to be left out of a social activity and then when I got into like college I was just like you know what no this just like isn't for me like my sorority yeah. sisters would watch like American Horror Story and I'd be like this is like the one social activity that I'm just like not gonna go to yeah so I understand it more like I I know that it's not for me but um I remember when I was in high school I had a bunch of friends over to watch that movie do you remember prom night no, because I've probably only seen, like, two horror really? movies in my entire life. Okay, it was life, a PG-13 but... horror movie with the with Britney Snow, the girl from Hairspray. Okay. And it was, like, you know, like, really, like, it was meant for, like, teenagers to go watch, you yeah. know? And I remember I told my dad, I was like, oh, we rented this movie and my friends are coming over. And he was like, and my dad's a psychologist. And he was like, so why do you enjoy watching that? And I was like, uh, I was, like, 14. I was like, um, I don't know, because it's, like, fun. And he was like, so psychologically, what about this do you think is, like, stimulating enjoyment for you as you watch it? And, like, was we kind of... He was, like, going in on me about, like, you know, why would I enjoy that? And yeah. after that, I kind of thought about it. I'm like, yeah, that is kind of weird. Yeah, I think I, even when I was in high school, I never went as a social thing. Like, oh, really? I've only been to two horror events, and those are the two that, like, Kyle and I worked. Yeah. So, like... Didn't you go to one with Kyle's friends when you first started dating? <laughs> You're right. I totally forgot about that. But then I peed my pants. <laughs> you and like, Kyle had only been dating for, like, maybe two months. Yeah. Like, it was super new, and so you didn't oh want to be, I like... totally right? forgot about that. Okay. So, so, I did go to that, and that was, like... Because all of his friends were going, yeah. and I wanted to be cool. I hadn't met any of them, and I was like, it was like the Queen Mary's Dark Harbor. Yeah. So I was like, that's cool, like the Queen Mary, like it's not, whatever. I went, literally pissed myself. Like literally <laughs> peed. my Not like, I oh, I tinkled. Like I peed my pants, but I had only been dating Kyle for like a month. Did you tell two him? Months? No, because how do you... Like, what, what you, did you do? I don't, I was probably just wearing, like, black jeans. Like, I don't, like, you just, like, kind of roll with it. But, like, literally, like, walking around, my nightmare. And then the problem with the Queen Mary is that people say it's actually haunted. So, like, the mazes are themed around, like, oh, this little girl actually died here. Mm -hmm. And then also, Kyle, like, worked on the Queen Mary or did something on the Queen Mary yeah. at one point and, like, claims that he was chased down the hallway by a ghost. So, like, the whole night he had been, like, that's where the ghost got me. Oh, my. <laughs> God. And then I was like walking around with pee all over. <laughs> and like also I think another thing is with like Universal Studios Hollywood Horror Nights. The yeah. people who audition to be characters are like union actors who want consistent work. Yeah. Maybe they're interested in horror, but it's like everything that those actors say has to be approved because it's like through the IP. Right. Of like if you're in the Stranger Things maze, you can't just be like boogie woogie like I'm gonna get you like you have to sit, like it's a script like yeah. it's you're being an actor like yeah. even if you're chasing people with chainsaws like you can't say anything that's not like your approved dialogue right and so I feel like those events are a lot safer than some of like the ones on the outskirts where people are just volunteering because yeah. like they genuinely love scaring people I think that's where it also gets a little yeah. sketchy but I see, I see that that's my hot take drag me in the comments I, you know I would love to know what you guys think because I think a lot of people don't like to admit that they don't like horror because yeah. it's like oh then you're a scaredy cat like I've seen so many posts that are like oh my gosh it's fall like time to like go like pull out the pumpkin spice lattes and yeah. put on your scarves and watch saw <laughs> it's like can we just do like the first half yeah. of that 
like, do, do we have to watch people get murdered? Could we watch Halloween Town instead? Yeah, could we watch, like, The Great Pumpkin? You Charlie love it. Br- like, I, down. Like, down. Nightmare Before Christmas, I can handle. Yeah. But, like, Coraline? Maybe not. <laughs> That's where you draw the line. I do. You draw the Coraline. I literally, when Coraline came out, my little sister was maybe like, I don't know, four, five, yeah. I don't know how long ago it came out. And my grandma took us to go see it. And I literally left crying. Aww. And my, like my four-year-old sister is like, enjoying stayed, it. And my sister's like, this is my new favorite movie. That's I was so like, funny. this is so scary, guys. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Anyways. Oh, oh my gosh. I had no idea that you peed yourself. Yeah literally peed myself i love it i love it i just yeah no i cannot i can't handle no more horror for me yeah kyle and i aren't working anymore with those events so like sayonara (laughs) i like don't have to deal with it anymore so this is actually kind of a good segue into the topic of the day which we want to talk about our high school selves a little bit of our high school experience but more about like who were Sierra and Skylar in high school? So this actually isn't what we planned to film no. today. We had a totally different topic. Like, Which we'll get to out. eventually. Yeah, of course. <laughs> but Sierra had an experience yesterday. And she was texting me about it. And I literally almost peed myself. I might have peed myself. Like I was laughing so hard alone in my apartment because I just think. So will you, y- yeah. you okay. explain? So growing up. Uh, <laughs> Growing up, and I lived in the same town since I was, like, three. We moved here when I was three. And we still live near my hometown. So I was getting my hair cut by the same hairdresser who, like, lives in my hometown. He's been doing my hair since I was in high school. So I was in my actual, like, city that I went to high school in. Mm -hmm. Which, like, I would say 90 to 95% of the people who I was friends with in high school now still live in that city they either never left or they went to college and then came back so whenever i'm in that city let's make up a fake name for that city Uh, it's called bikini bottom (laughs) so whenever i'm in bikini bottom because i went to bikini bottom a lot more fun than the actual (laughs) town is i feel like we should suburbia Yeah, why don't you call it, like, suburbia? Okay, suburbia. Mm -hmm. So whenever I'm in suburbia, I at least run into four or five people that I know. It's like, when I'm checking out at the grocery store, the girl bagging my items was my lab partner in chemistry, or, you know. Like, even, like, a couple months ago, we went to go get sushi in the city, and there was a guy that walked by, and I turned to Sierra, and I was like, I think I kissed him at one point. And she was like, oh, I think that's so-and-so. It, it, and I was like, oh, that's it? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, you I, you, you just forget always... about things that happened, and then you run into someone, and you're like, oh. <laughs> that's how I recognize yeah, you. Yeah, So, I went to Ulta to get a new hair straightener. Mm-hmm. And I'm checking out. And, like, I'm a pretty friendly person to anyone I, I interact with. So, I'm just having a casual conversation with the person at the cast register um and it was a guy and he wasn't like wearing makeup which is interesting that like yeah I, I like no shade to any guys who work at Ulta and don't wear makeup I just thought it was like it, it was different usually the yeah. guys who work at Ulta have Are like, like beat yeah like, like have, they like, have glam. like full glam yeah. so he's just like a kind of average looking you know suburbia dude checking out my stuff and I'm like, oh, hi, how are you? Da, 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 da. And then he's like, oh, what's your phone number for rewards? And I put in my phone number and then he says, oh, hi, Sierra. And I like, in my brain, I thought he was saying hi, Sierra, because. Like your name had popped na- up. Yeah. It was linked to he your was rewards. He was being friendly. Um, 
no, later I find out it's because I he thought I was chatting with him and being friendly because like we knew each other and then he said my name because he knew me. Mm-hmm. So then I like just get my stuff and I'm like, have a nice day and I walk out and as I'm walking out, I look at his name tag and I'm like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, this guy. And then I felt so bad because I knew him. I mean, honestly, probably better that I didn't realize that I knew him. This was the best friend of my high school boyfriend who I kissed after we broke up. (laughs) I'm just letting you explain because I I don't want to like... The last time I had seen this guy before he checked out, checked me out at Ulta, was me kissing him in the back of his Jeep after like a week after I broke up with his best friend. Okay, but my favorite part of the story, you can cut this out if you want. So they like hung out, they whatever, and then Sierra started talking to Steven a couple months later. Oh, I'm later, keeping this in. And <laughs> the guy texted her and was like, hey, like, want to hang out again? Like, let's get together. And she was like, oh, no, like, I'm seeing someone. And he said, but I have a big booty and a Jeep. <laughs> like verbatim I remember it so clearly I was at the gym I was on the bike I had literally been talking to Steven for like three days but I was like really into Steven so I was like oh no like I'm seeing someone and he goes but I have a big booty and a jeep colon parentheses like sad face (laughs) I I never texted him back after that because like what do you say so I had never texted this boy since then five years ago I had never seen him since I kissed him in the back of his jeep well, since he kissed me in the back of his Jeep, he initiated it, not me. So, sorry, high school boyfriend. Your friend. I mean, it was my fault, too. But it was also <laughs> my friend's fault. I just can't. The last time you talked to this guy was, but I, I have, have a, a big, big booty and a Jeep. And that was, like, before emoji. So that yeah. was just, like, cold <laughs> sad face. Which I also feel like is the perfect representation of the kind of guys you dated in high school. <laughs> Like, we were talking about this earlier because we were talking oh. about, like, the guys on The Bachelor. Yeah. And I was like, I just don't see the appeal of Dean. Like, I just, like, I don't see the appeal of Colton. I don't see the appeal of any of those guys. Like, yeah. I'm, like, a Mike. Yeah. Like, you love I, Mike. Like, and even Mike's, like, a little too cool for me. Like, yeah. I like, if Mike was a little nerdier. Yeah. But I feel like you like the guys <laughs> who, like, drive Jeeps. But I have a big have booty big and booties. a Jeep. Like, don't you think Dean from The Bachelor would be like, but I have a big booty and a van. van. (laughs) So, like, these are the kind of interactions that happen every single time I am in my hometown. Because, like, everyone just stays. Like, that's Mm -hmm. in suburbia. Like, everyone either goes to college and then comes back home and moves back in with their parents. I just remembered a really funny interaction I had, like, a month ago. Let's hear it. So... It's actually really funny because a couple people from my high school that I wasn't that good of friends with or didn't know that well have, like, messaged me on Instagram being like, love the podcast. So I hope none of those people are listening. Uh, The other day, me and my family and my grandparents went out to dinner in suburbia. And this waitress comes up to take our order. And she's like, hi, Skylar. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Like, I like was, like, trying to catch up with me. And I was kind of being, like, a little cold to her, but still, like, friendly. Like, oh, hi. Like, nice to see you. And she walks away. And my parents are like, oh, we don't recognize her. Like, were you, like, were you in classes with her? Whatever. And I was like, she was kind of a big bully. (laughs) I feel like she's part of the reason why I left high school. Yeah. But, like, to her, it's like, oh, hi. Like, I'm just 
working here in suburbia. Like, yeah. let's hang out sometime. And it's like, you're like, we you didn't used to get bully along me. in high school. Why? Like, yeah. did you just forget? Yeah. Like, I don't know. But I feel like that's a lot. Of, I've also seen a lot on Twitter of people being like, guys reaching out to them from high school being like, why didn't we talk in high school? And like, glad I'm married and don't have to deal with that. Same. But it's like the same thing of like, why, why would I... Why would I what? talk with you now if you were rude and mean? If we and were together every single day for like whatever it is, four years, yeah. and we didn't get along then, or we didn't want to date that, like why? Why would we talk now? Yeah, I don't know. So I mean, <laughs> the thing is about suburbia is I think you and I both had kind of our high school experience was divided into two. Yeah. Because we both left and went to a charter school after sophomore year. Yeah. So So, we're just talking about like our first half. Yes. Like like traditional. High school experience. Also, we went to different high schools. Yes. In the same town. But they were like the rival high schools. Yeah. And like Kenzie went to my school, but you guys were still best friends. Like. They're very interconnected Yeah, it was, like, the same, like, people from those two schools hung out with each other. Totally. And dated each other. Speaking of which, should we just kind of do, like, a brief rundown on our high school relationships? Let's do it. Okay, so I'm going to start, actually, I'm going to start in middle school. So my first... (laughs) I feel like I dated, like, 20 people in middle school. (laughs) This is going to be really hard. Let's just, we'll just hit the important ones. Okay. So my first boyfriend sweet guy we're we're friends still like we dated from two months what grade is this This is seventh grade okay so i'll start with seventh grade (laughs) i got my first kiss in sixth grade and then he your first kiss but here i'll I'll do you go first so my first boyfriend was also my first kiss okay we dated for two months we never held hands we would like kind of sit next to each other at lunch but like just mostly text because we were like awkward and then like i remember he hugged me and i texted him that i thought things were moving too fast and we needed to (laughs) slow down and then like that was like at the beginning of the relationship and then like on halloween like our group of friends was hanging out and like the whole everyone in our group of friends had already had their first kiss which like seventh grade is so early to have your first kiss but in my brain i was like so old and like couldn't believe i had never been kissed totally and so like and he had never been kissed either and our whole friend group like their whole goal for halloween was to get us to kiss we'd been dating for two months we'd held hands whatever and I remember he dressed like the Burger King guy for Halloween, and I was dressed as an 80s workout girl. So match made in heaven. Wow. Perfect. So the whole night, they kept, like, run – our friends kept, like, running off to, like, trick-or-treat a different house. Also, we were trick-or-treating. <laughs> and then, like, leaving us and thinking we would kiss, and then we just, like, wouldn't. Like, at one point, they left us in, like, a gazebo in a park that was supposed to be, like, romantic, and we just, like, sat there. So finally – we were going to watch a scary movie and they like were sitting in our friends like game room there was like eight of us and like one girl's like I have to go to the bathroom and then everyone just gets up runs out and they lock the door from the outside that's a fire hazard and then, <laughs> and then they say through the door we're not letting you out until you kiss oh my <laughs> so gosh. He and I this is why your friend group has always scared me right <laughs> it's terrifying this is probably why I left suburbia high school so we're sitting there in the dark for like two minutes just like awkwardly at one point he like put his arm like, around me talking we were like kind of talking and then it would be quiet for a while and then like kind of talking and then uh. he put his arm around me and he's like have you ever kissed anyone and i was like no and i was like have you and he's like no but i lied and told my friends i had because i was embarrassed and i was like okay and he's like we don't have to kiss if you don't want to 
Which, like, consent. Like, we stand a consent king. A consent <laughs> burger king. Can I tell you, like, a little tidbit? Yeah. I still want to hear your story, yeah, but that do. made me think. Because the other day, Kyle and I watched a movie that just came out in theaters, like, about, like, sixth grade. Yeah. And we were talking about, like, how I was actually, like, kissing boys and, like, going to kissing parties. Yeah. And he told me that he used to tell all his friends that, like, he had touched a boob but not kissed. Because, <laughs> like... If you tell a guy, like, you, oh, yeah, like, I touched a girl's boob, like, they don't ask for specifics. Where yeah. if it's, like, kissing, it's, they like, know. who is it, why aren't you dating, yeah. whatever. But, like, he didn't kiss for a long time, so he just kept being, like, yeah, I also touched that <laughs> girl's boob. <laughs> Kyle. Anyway, sorry. So, no, the I same thing that. of, like, lying to that. your friends, but, like, not really a cool lie. No. <laughs> Kissed. I've never been kissed, but, but like, I touched touch a boob. A, like, how would you touch a boob without yeah. kissing? <laughs> that seems like... Anyway. So, so you guys were sitting there. Yeah. It's awkward. He, he's got his arm around me. Our friends are literally outside the door. And then he's like, we don't have to kiss if you don't want to. And I was like, actually, I think I want to. And then he, like, kissed me, and it was just like a... Like a little... Like a, oh like a little peck. Gosh. And then we literally, after we kissed, we looked at each other, and then we looked at the door, and then he goes... We kissed. Can we come out now? <laughs> wow. So romantic. So they opened the door and they let us out. I'll talk a little bit about my first kiss. Okay. So I don't actually really remember the kiss no. because I found out that same day that he was cheating on me. <gasps> no! <laughs> so it was very dramatic. Aww. But so I was in sixth grade. I also, this is the boyfriend that I got in a ton of trouble with because... I was texting him on my little, like, slidey phone. What are those called? It wasn't uh, a razor. The sidekick? No. Chocolate. The chocolate. I was, okay, <laughs> imagine this. Me. I'm at a Padres game with my parents. Paint a in, picture. like, a booth or, okay. like, whatever it's called. A box. Yeah. I don't really know. Yeah. Some, like, work party thing. And I, like, I hate sports. Didn't want to be there. Didn't want to be socializing with all these adults I didn't know. So I'm texting my boyfriend on my chocolate. I leave my phone on the table. My mom looks at it and... <laughs> The text that I had just sent out said, yeah, IDK, I think I want to go to fourth base with you. <laughs> and my heart literally, they literally took my phone. And looking back, like, that's the funniest thing. What is fourth base? Obviously, I know nothing about sports, but that's why my parents were concerned. They were like... Is, is that, that like sex? Butt sex? <laughs> like what? Like what is fourth base? And also, Christ. why is our like ten year old texting about the fourth base? Do you know this what is all before we kissed? <laughs> I, I don't even know if we had hugged. So what did you think fourth? Was it like first base I is like have, looking at each other, you know, second Sierra, base is like holding hands? It's been so long. I do not remember what I think fourth base was. Maybe like a boob touch? <laughs> Maybe like a hand job? Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. What's fourth base? I never texted so what did about your the mom bases do? when I was like actually like Doing hanging out stuff. with people. It yeah. was only like pre-kissing. Sixth grade. So I think my parents like took away my phone and told me I like wasn't allowed to date him. Aww. And then obviously like I still dated him. Yeah. And then like we had our first kiss and I thought he was cheating on me. Aww. Which I don't even know. That's the thing. I feel like when looking back that far, like yeah. I don't even fully remember like what was cheating to me? Yeah. Like, was he, was it like, texting kissing someone? another girl? Was he texting? Like, what? Yeah. What was it? Yeah. I don't know. But the only other... So, I had a couple other middle school relationships that were yeah. really funny. I had two. But, but the one that I think is the funniest is I... So, 
I moved from a town in San Diego to another town in San Diego. Okay. In going from seventh grade to eighth grade, I think. Yeah. Uh, yeah, something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had, like, over the summer, continued talking to a guy that I had been talking to. Mm-hmm. And so we were living, like, 15, 20 minutes apart now. But to us, that was long distance. I had a long distance boyfriend <laughs> in eighth grade, too. Here's the worst part. So this is the only thing I'll say. He came to my little sister's birthday party. Oh, that's and cute. So no, at the cute. time, I was really into wearing Vans, but, like, Vans with holes in them. Mm-hmm. And also, I still to this day don't wear socks with my shoes. So they were really stinky and had, like, <laughs> holes in the toes. Like, literally looked like the grossest shoe you could ever imagine. Okay. So at the end of the day, we were, like, crying because, like, we didn't want to leave each other because, like, we weren't going to see each other till like, next weekend or yep. whatever. And so <laughs> he was, like what if you nail your shoe on the wall and then you give me your other shoe and I nail it on my wall and then it's like we have a momentum. <laughs> so I just had like a holy stinky van nailed to my shoe for the next couple weeks until we broke up. But at up. least it was like your stinky shoe. But just imagine. He had your imagine stinky shoe. you have like an 11 year old son. He like goes over to hang out with his friend. He comes back a stinky holy shoe that he wants to nail to his wall as like room decor oh what do you do how long did I you guys stay together i find out my kid is like on crack my favorite podcast we've ever done <laughs> like have my son come home with like a stinky 11 year old girl shoe, shoe and like pull out a nail and start like nailing it into the, like he wasn't looking for anchors like he wasn't going through the proper pre- precautions no. Just nailing holes in his wall. The worst. Oh, I needed so many. How long did your long distance eighth grade relationship last? I have no idea. Maybe like a couple months. Like I remember like we like went to the movies a couple times. Like we went on like, that's when I started going on like dates. Like they weren't. Like group dates. They weren't dates. But to me they were. Yeah. Like that was like we go to like an a chain Italian restaurant with, like, a couple friends, but, like, we sit together. Yes. Like, I feel like, like, earlier than that, like, I had boyfriends, but it was only texting, and then we'd see each other at school and, like, not talk and not sit at the same table. But, like, actually hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. Also, that was around the same time. Sorry, kind of unrelated, but I just think it's really funny. And I don't know if I've ever told you this. So, in seventh grade, part of the reason why we switched schools was because I was getting in with, like, a bad crowd of kids. Okay. Like, I was getting in with, like, the mean popular girls, Mm. and I had only ever been friends with, like, goody-goody, like, I had told the story about, like, Dewey Who. Like, I was kind of, like, a nerdy theater kid, and the kids I was hanging out with were, like, smoking weed, like, doing stuff, like, in seventh grade. So that's, like, part of the reason why I switched schools. But, so I... I also, I, like, skipped a couple grades, and I've always been really, like, academically inclined. Yeah. So I could take tests and, like, not do my homework and not do anything and still get, like, a C in the class. Yeah. Because I just, like, I absorbed the material. And so my parents, like, went online to look at my grades and realized that I hadn't turned in my homework, like, the entire year for one of my classes. (laughs) And they told me, they were like, you need to turn in your homework tomorrow yeah. and we're gonna ask your teacher and if you don't turn it in like there are going to be consequences and I was like yeah whatever of course I didn't turn in my homework and so the next day mm-hmm. my stepdad you know we talk about him on this podcast a lot Eric shows up to school like drives me and my friend who are carpooling in his robe 
with like the tiniest weirdest sunglasses on walks me to my class to turn in my homework and he walked like in front of all the boys in front of everyone in his like dorkiest dad shoes like in his like literally the most embarrassing like giving finger guns to people (laughs) he's like this is your like taking away your phone won't be a punishment like this is grounding you like this is it like public embarrassment yeah but so that was my middle school i love that how was your middle school do you have any other funny so i had that boyfriend okay but that was like a boys had never liked me because i was such a tomboy like i wore boys clothes i only hung out with boys can i guess what happened yeah did you grow boobs i got boobs guys (laughs) i somewhere between sixth and seventh grade no it was like halfway through seventh grade your girl got some titties they grew in and all of a sudden, yeah, girl. <laughs> and I stopped wearing limited two and started wearing Abercrombie. And all of a sudden, the boys are like, "Who's that girl?" So like, boys had never liked me. That boy was like the first boy who had ever liked me. But that was like as I was starting to change. And then like after that breakup, like two months later, I swear, like more boys liked me in that like six months than have ever liked me in my entire life. Because none of the other girls had boobs yet. It's just me. So then, like, I I had my pick. Yeah. But I was, like, scared. Like, I I didn't know why all the boys liked me all of a sudden. Wow, you're... you're <laughs> I was say your Myers-Briggs is showing. Your protagonist. Yeah. I was on the up and up, but I was scared. <laughs> I had boobs. The boys wanted me. I didn't know who to pick. <laughs> what a freaking ENFJ. So. All right. So, I had a couple boys ask me out, and I said no, even though, like, I did kind of like them. I was yeah. just scared. And then, finally, I was at this girl's birthday party, and she had a big crush on this guy. Um, and we'll call him, call him Sam. That okay. wasn't his name, but we'll call him Sam. She had a big crush on this guy named Sam, who was, okay. like, new to the school. Okay. And he was, he had, like, the flippy Justin Bieber hair. He skated, wow. like, <sighs> so, such a middle school dream. And... We she was like the whole day while we were setting up her party and I wasn't super good friends with her but she was like a mutual friend so I was there we were like setting stuff up she's like oh I want to play spin the bottle and truth or dare so that like Sam kisses me like I really like Sam yeah and then we sit down and like later in the party we're playing truth or dare and someone's like do you like someone in this circle and Sam's like yeah and everyone's like oh my gosh like he likes you like to the girl and then like the next question was like kiss the girl you like and he leans over and kisses me and I was like first of all the girl the girl who liked him was like terrifying she was like kind of like a and it was her birthday it was her birthday she was like she like smoked weed and like hung out at the skate park and I was like so straight edge and she like dagger eyes me and then like starts telling everyone after the party how she's gonna like beat me up after school and I was like I was like I did not ask for this I do not want this after the party he like comes up to me and he's like do you want to be my girlfriend and I'm like yeah but I'm really scared (laughs) he's like so what does that mean and I said no but then like three months later she started dating someone so then I started dating him but I was like so scared that's so funny. Because like, I, I don't so think scared. of you as, like, a scared person. But I also didn't know you back then. Yeah. I mean, I was, like, I was still coming out of that, like, I'm a tomboy. Yeah. Like, one of the guys. And then here's this, like, really pretty, scary girl who wears, like, the dark eyeliner all around who, like, wants to punch me. Because the boy that she, liked kissed me. Oh, I got, I almost got into a fight in high school, too. We can talk about that. <laughs> 
<laughs> so I dated that boy later on in eighth grade and then he moved schools again and then we were long distance and I would listen to like dare for a distance by never shout never and be like oh my gosh like oh me, never shout never my relationship and then we broke up and there had been this guy Matt we'll call him Matt sure not his real name. Yeah. Matt and I had been friends forever, like, literally since I was a tom, like, a tomboy. And then he, like, went to a different school, but then it was in eighth grade, he was going to start going to our high school. Yeah. And he had, like, always liked me, and, like, we were friends, and we would, like, mm-hmm. kind of flirt and stuff. And so, like, I always knew he liked me, but, like, I didn't really want to mess up our friendship. Mm-hmm. So then when we got into high school, we started, like, he, he would say I was my first, like, friends with benefits. Like, we didn't do anything, but we would, like, mm-hmm. hang out, play video games, and, like, kiss a little bit. <laughs> hold hands. Like, go to the movies, like, be friends, and then, like, hold hands. Yeah. Um, And I would say he's the first person I ever had, like, real feelings for. Like, yeah. I would say he's the first person I was ever in love with. Yeah. And then we, like, but we actually only dated for, like, a month, and then I decided to break, we both decided, actually, to break up because it was, like, making our friendship weird. Yeah. But that, like friend I don't even want to say friends with benefits I'll call it a flirtationship yeah that like flirtationship literally spanned all through my high school where it would be like he'd be in a relationship so like then we'd just be friends like so platonic and then like I'd be in a relationship and he wouldn't but we'd be platonic and then we'd both be single and then we'd like hang out yeah and so that was like the first kind of like real feelings relationship what was yours I mean (laughs) that goes back to first grade (laughs) I did actually have a big drama in second grade. Do you mean to tell it to you really quick? I'll take 20 seconds. So there were twins in my class. Let's say their names were like Cole and Kevin or something, which is actually really funny because those are names that are kind of relevant. Um, But so these guys were twins. I started dating one of them. This is second grade. Oh my, you dated boys in second grade? I was... That was very popular with the boys. Did you have boobs in second grade? Yes. Oh my god. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I just came out of the womb with boobs. Boobs? <laughs> anyways, so All started... the other two-year-olds are like, damn. <laughs> Reality, I just was like, my mom told me that when I was in the, when I was a baby, I was in the 10 percentile for height and 90 for weight. I love that. So like, yes, I do have boobs <laughs> as a newborn. It's like so short and so round. <laughs> anyway, so I started dating one of these twins. We dated for like a week. Dating yeah. means nothing in second grade. It yeah. just means you're like, that's my boyfriend. He wore strappy sandals. Like like plastic big sandals. Like the like Jesus sandals. Stra- but, but like big Velcro straps. Okay. I broke up with him. Because I was like. Because of the sandals? I was like, because I can't handle the sandals. And then I went like a week and I was like. But still, he's the cutest guy in our class. So I just started dating his twin brother. No. They were identical twins. <gasps> I appreciate we only dated for, like, a couple days. Skylar. But, like, The betrayal. But still, like, still on brand. I still hate guys who wear sandals. Your second grade life was, like, a modern-day soap <laughs> opera. Like, I would love to see, a, like, a scripted show about, it's like... Like, me dating twins. Yeah. <laughs> So I feel like I felt love. You've fallen hard. Since, I've fallen you know. hard so many times. <laughs> and like I think you and I are kind of opposites, and I feel like it takes you a while to like. Get even into when I was a teenager. Yeah, even like with Steven. Yeah. Like I feel like it took you a while to be like, okay, this is serious. We yeah. want to get married. We. Oh yeah. 
I feel like I get like that within like a day. Like you wanted to marry the second grade. Like I wanted to marry Kyle like the night we were (laughs) hung out for the first time. Like I wanted to marry the twin who wore the sandals. And then once he wore the sandals, I wanted to marry marry his his brother. brother. (laughs) So I dated like a lot of guys throughout middle school where I just like text them, whatever. I would say my first serious relationship. Like who's your first love? I, well, I'm all Kyle. (laughs) I'm just joking. (laughs) I was just trying to drag my ex-boyfriends. But um, I think that, like, my first serious relationship was a guy I dated freshman year. Okay. Who was the opposite of my type. Is this the football guy? Yeah. I'm sorry if you're listening to this that I'm saying you're the opposite of my type because it's kind of mean. That doesn't mean he's, like, bad. He's just not your type. He was six foot five. He weighed 260 pounds. Like, he was, like, a big guy. I think he was on varsity his freshman year or something. Like, he was, like, like he played, like, football. He played basketball. Yeah. Um, And so, but he was, like, not really the cool guy, but, like, he was really good. Yeah. So, like... Like, the guys would hang out with him at practice, but not outside of practice. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. But I like that he, like, wore his football jersey on Fridays, and, like, he felt cool. Yeah. So, we were dating, and I think, like, the the funniest story from our relationship was for Christmas. We had said, like, we weren't getting each other gifts. Like, because, you know, you always have that conversation of, like, hey, like, are we exchanging presents? If so, like, I have to go get you something. I'm, like, ask my mom to drive me to the mall. Like, yeah. I'm going to go babysit. So, we said we weren't exchanging presents. Okay. He shows up a couple days before Christmas. We're on winter break. Okay. And with a little box. And I'm like, what is this? Like, we weren't we weren't exchanging presents, I thought. And he was like, well, like, I just really love you, and I just really wanted to get you something. He got me a silver engraved bell, like, from, like, a jewelry store in the mall oh that said, like, Skylar and blank forever. Like, a Christmas <laughs> ornament that was, like, silver. So this was freshman year? Yes. Oh, like, my gosh. very serious. And so I was like, oh, I love it. Whatever. And so he like left and I was like, yeah, like I like I also just got you something because I just I love you so much. Like I just like I I also did the same thing, but it's not here right now. So like like let's hang out tomorrow and whatever. Yeah. So then I like scoured, like tried to figure out like I Googled like free Christmas presents. Like what can you do with like nothing? Yeah. So I found a website where you can buy someone a star for like five (laughs) dollars. And I like named a star after him Aww. it was like because like you're the star to my sky like oh he was like, <laughs> like what a scammy website like i'm sure they didn't actually no. name a star after him definitely not but the best part is that we broke up like a couple months later my mom insisted that we put that ornament up for like multiple years did she still put it up i don't think so i don't know i'll check back in a couple months can i have that ornament i really wanted to say like skylar and blank forever on my christmas tree (laughs) my kids will be like i thought uh, i thought uncle's name was kyle (laughs) you're like like, well (laughs) um but yeah so i think that was like my first serious thing so do you think your first serious thing was Matt, you yeah. said his name was. Yeah, I think we said his name was Matt. Yeah, okay. I, you, you know what? I wouldn't even say that was serious because that we was never, just your first like feeling. That was my first. I what? I guess I would call it back then. I would have called it love. Yeah. Looking back on it, I think it was just infatuation. Yeah. But like, do you want to tell the story about church camp? Okay. So because I feel like that was your first boyfriend. That was my first like like boyfriend. Yeah. 
So I date I had that on and off thing with that guy Matt like all through high school super sweet guy haven't talked to him in probably eight years but I'm sure he's doing great yeah. he like lives in Hawaii and is like a surf instructor or something wow. I no idea but very good for him. Dean. yeah very Dean <laughs> he kind of looks like Dean honestly <laughs> he kind of does I know so um that is like on and off whatever I meet this guy who goes to the rival suburbia high school mm-hmm. that Skylar went to mm-hmm. um he's friends he's on the football team so he's friends with like my guy friends at my school on the football team and like as soon as we meet he's like super into me and I was not into him so he like asked me out like four times before I said yes and then I finally said yes and we like actually it was like we would actually like date like individually hang out this was my sophomore year so he he had a car he could drive yeah so like he would drive me and we would go to the movies just the two of us or like just the two of us another couple yeah and then my friend Kenzie was dating his best friend Mm -hmm. so that was like the four of us were like you know hang out all the time that was not a good relationship like a lot of really bad you know unhealthy things were going on and I look back on that and I'm like yeah you know what I see why my parents didn't like him um but I was a Christian still I'm a Christian and I was going to church camp and a lot of his friends were also going to church camp um and so I was like you should come to church camp like he was like kind of like a uh we call them uh, abc christians at my church uh or no no it's not abc what is it it's like easter oh uh ceo christians christmas and easter only so but you know they're like you come to church on like the big holidays but you're not like you don't have like a relationship with Mm -hmm. god so he was kind of like that so i was like you should come to church camp you know maybe it'll get him into church and all his guy friends are going so it'll be like a cool thing for us so he goes and i'm like really excited and we get there and there's like you know if you've ever ever been to one of these there's like 50 churches so you're meeting people from like all over like our like not even just california like people from oregon and people from nevada and so like two days into church camp he's like you know i've just been feeling like really not in a good place about our relationship so like let's just take this week to like just hang out with our friends and i was like you know what that's actually probably not a bad idea because like we'd been fighting a lot he had his guy friends there i had my girlfriends there so i'm like let's just like hang out individually this week but like we're still together you know and we'll like talk about everything after yeah the third day we're at this like bonfire with like everyone at the church camp and I look across the fire and he's making out with a girl from one of the other churches in front of me when we were Um. we weren't even like on a break like we were just like let's just hang out with our friends this week and just like you know really be like with God and like with our like fellowship no He's making out with a girl. He's, like, giving her piggyback rides. And, like, they're, like, taking photos and, like, all this stuff. And I'm, like, literally just sitting there, like, next to my friend. Like, they're, like, what the heck? Like, what is going on? So I start crying. Looking, like, in the moment, it was legitimately one of the most, like, heartbreaking things that ever happened to me. Because he and I had been dating for, like, nine months. He was my first, like, real boyfriend. I was so upset but looking back on it it's like funny yeah so like I mean it's a little funny it's funny it's I mean he cheated on I got cheated on at church camp like in front of me at church camp who does that oh so it was awful I was so heartbroken I like went home early from camp he like stayed and then when he came back was like posting pictures on Facebook and Instagram of like him with this girl and we hadn't even like broken broken up up. like we never talked and then like I got home I was so upset 
I texted his mom because I was like pretty close with his family and we like lived clo- like our houses were near each other yeah. and I was like hey and we weren't allowed to have phones at church camp so I was like hey um just you know like don't think uh what's whatever whatever we want to call him don't think Patrick and I are together anymore um I can I come pick up my stuff from your house because I had like you know some stuff there yeah. and I was like I just don't really want to like have to deal with that when he gets back like I'd rather have that all be done now yeah. which all of his friends took my side which like they can't it was so those guys were so sweet through all that they yeah. literally like came over to his house with me and like got my stuff with me like they were Aww. so nice so I texted his mom that she's like oh my gosh yeah I left the key under the mat like no worries so me and his guy friends who were also my friends go and pick up my stuff and then they came over to my house and were like just like consoling me and hanging out with me and Kenzie was there and my yeah. brother was there and this guy, one of the guy friends, uh, his his name, I don't even need to say his name, just one of the guy friends, runs into my room from the living room and goes, oh my gosh, Patrick's mom's car is outside. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. So they like run into my bedroom and they're like all sitting in there like listening at the door and I open yeah. the door. She's sobbing. She's like, you were so good for him. He's had so many, like, behavioral problems and outbursts. And it's just been so much better. Like, please give him another chance. Like, he's still at church camp cheating on me. His mom comes to my house and is, like, crying. And all the guys are in the room, like, listening. So I just kind of, like, I'm like, yeah, yeah, it sucks, whatever. Like, she's, like, apologizing on behalf of him and, like, how he's going to be in, like, so much trouble when he gets home. And then, like, she leaves And I was like, I've never been in more shock in my life. And all the guys come out and they're like, oh my gosh. Like everyone was freaking out. We did a bonfire. We burned his stuff. It was very therapeutic. (laughs) Not like his stuff, but like the photos of us together, the the sweatshirt he had given me. Yeah. And literally two days after he got home, he got back together with his ex who he dated before me. And then he and his ex came by and egged my parents' house. So great guy. And they smashed glass on my parents' porch. So awesome. Yeah, he was he taught me a lot about what I deserve I will say that he taught like true I don't deserve to have someone make out with someone in front of me at the bonfire yeah at church camp that's true you also don't deserve to get egged yeah (laughs) you know or a lot of other things but it made me happy that uh oh I totally forgot is this too petty to say I guess I'll say it (laughs) all of his guy friends who came over I had, like, a ton of his clothes because, like, you know, like, you wear, like, your boyfriend's shirt. Yeah. I auctioned off his clothes to his friends. Like, we did an auction. It was very therapeutic. So, I made, like, 30 bucks off of his clothes. Oh! (laughs) My gosh, that is so petty. I have never been the bigger person. I will say that. Oh, my gosh. That is so funny. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. I, I love but that. But I, I, like, I don't really talk to... I still talk to Kenzie, obviously. She's, like, my yeah. b- one of my best friends. But, like, those guys I'm not really, like, close with anymore just because, like, you know, you grow up. But I will say, like, if any of them somehow come across this, I am still forever thankful for them yeah. for, like, taking my side, being there for me. Like, I think a lot of the times at high school, guys can just be douchebags and, yeah. like, really surface and, like kind of rude to girls and like totally. that was a moment where like I saw like I saw those boys become men like they were there for me they stood up for me wow so I don't think there's any well maybe there are like two or three people from high school to where if you're listening to this like good on you <laughs> I don't have such a 
positive things to say about people from my school. So what was your next relationship? Okay, so then my next relationship, this was like my sophomore year relationship, okay. was like probably one of the healthiest relationships I've had. Mine was too. Like he, like just a great guy. Yeah. We're like friends on Pokemon Go nowadays. Love that. Like the, he's just, like I think he's joined the military. Yeah. He like has a girlfriend. Good for he's him. a nice guy. Like yeah. he just, and so... Like, we just had a pretty good, yeah. normal relationship. I think we dated for, like, nine months or Why'd a year. Why'd you guys break up? Um, That was, like, the time where I was leaving high school. So there was, like, a lot of other stuff happening. And, right. like, big mental health problems. Yeah. Big everything. Just not the right time for you guys. Yeah. But he was very sweet. I remember his, his first car was, like, a retro, like, cool. Ooh. Like, I think it was red. And it was, like, a convertible. Yeah. And so before he could drive, when he was, like, 15, his mom would, like, drive us in it in to, like, his go car. get gelato. Like, she Aww. would drive in the front seat and then him and I would sit in the back and I'd be like, someday you're going to have your driver's license and we'll drive to Gelato by ourselves. <laughs> but he's, cute. He, I guess I would wish him yeah. the best. That's how I feel about mine. that first relationship. I wish him the worst. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I mean, I don't wish Silver Bell guy the worst. Yeah, like, no, shout no, no. out to you if you're out there. I think you were a good guy. Yeah. I think that, like... He didn't cheat on you at church camp? No, he didn't cheat on me at church camp. But, so, I wouldn't say I wish that guy the worst. I'll say I wish him neutral. Yeah. I, I would not say I wish him the best. I wish him neutral. Yeah, I, w- I wish, yeah, I yeah. wish all of my exes good neutral. <laughs> I, this, think the, I think the guy I dated before Kyle, yeah. I wish the best. Like, yeah. Sweet great guy, guy yeah. 10 out of 10, just wasn't the right fit. Yeah. Everyone else, yeah. neutral good. <laughs> it's like it's like you're playing D&D and you're and giving I them, like, alignment. And I think for you, it's the same of the guy before Steven. Wish him all the best. All the great so, guy. So that's the guy who I dated. So it was, like, I've had three, like, real boyfriends. It was, yeah. like, that guy who sucked. Then my, like, the guy who I would say was, like, my high school sweetheart, who was yeah. the one who, from the skinny dipping story. Yes. And who then, I knew very well. Yes. That was, like, once you were, like, in charter yeah. and... And then face. after I broke that guy and I, actually he broke up with me. Yeah. Well, did he? It was like it was one of those things where it was like back and forth. Like yeah. we broke up like ten times. I think in the end it was him who broke up with me. Mm-hmm. Um. And then I met Steven. Well, I had already met Steven, but then Steven and I started dating like six or eight months after. Yeah. But that guy who was like my high school sweetheart, it was just again like your relationship. It was yeah. just not the right time, you know. But it was it was a great relationship. Yeah. I think he's. A great guy. Wish him all the best. Mine, like, went with me to, I used to go to, like, my dad's family's, like, desert place for Thanksgiving. Like, I would alternate holidays. Yeah. And I really didn't want to go one year. And so he went with me. Wow. And so, like, he went, he was the kind of boyfriend where, like, he was allowed to go on certain family trips. So did this guy. Like, it was getting more serious. Yes. And, like, we definitely, like, were having the love conversation. And we, like that was like we were actually going on dates yep. like actually going out just the two of us yeah but <laughs> so then after that high school boyfriend the second mm-hmm. high school boyfriend that's when you met your like would you call him your college boyfriend or like your first like adult boyfriend yeah then that goes into like college and yeah. all sorts of other things but I think for like when we were at our like early high school I think it was like those, those two, two. Yeah. and then I think you had 
like that one and then kind of transitioning into your like high school sweetheart yeah right yeah exactly do you have any funny high school story like who were you in high school okay so yeah because we've mostly just talked about boys relationships and we're already an hour and 15 minutes in but i feel like that's really funny yeah no let's let's keep going everyone's gonna comment and be like it's not funny or interesting (laughs) (laughs) i will say i think i've laughed more on this podcast than i ever have so one of the things that i would say marked my high school experience as i was born in 1996 so i am like literally on the cusp of being a millennial like some places include me as a millennial some places include me as the top of like gen z um tiffany ferg actually made a really interesting video about like cuspers and like people who are born in that like three to four year transitional period interesting my like high school experience was marked by like sleepovers where you watch youtube videos like you literally we would have like our all of our friends over like guys and girls and obviously like the guys would leave before the sleepover yeah and we would just like sit around and like watch funny youtube videos like we'd watch like charlie the unicorn and like salad fingers and like that's how I discovered Jenna Marbles was like all of that was like Jenna Marbles was like the first YouTuber I watched and like all my friends would just sit around and like watch her also tell me if you remember this photo booth photos were on your Mac yes you it was like an app I that still was free. take those. You I do? literally posted one with Olive like a week ago. Aww. But I only take them with Olive. It's actually kind of depressing if you like go onto my photo booth. It's all either pictures of like me holding Olive kissing her or like you can make them like distorted. So yeah. sometimes I'll just take pictures of Olive like really angry. Like, That's the thing. It, they had all these, there yeah. like effects yeah. where you could make it like mirrored and all this and totally. that. And I don't know why, See, but. I never watched YouTube you like with friends. Really? I think I was getting into YouTube of like, I remember, like, me and my friend Jen would, like, talk about going to VidCon or, like, mm. we were really into, like, all the British vloggers of, I was like, wow, like, I'm such a Zoella and you're such a Tanya Burr. Or, like, I, <laughs> but I didn't, I also think that's, like, our senses of humor of, yeah. like, I, I don't think I've ever seen Charlie the Unicorn or Salad Fingers or Nyan Cat or any of those. You things. haven't seen Nyan Cat? <laughs> I remember they have a 10-hour loop and one time me and my friends were like, let's see how long into it we can get. I think we got, like, six hours into it of just um, nah, 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 nah. what so what was who were you like so you liked the british youtubers i was i was oh no go sorry. ahead i was gonna say i was like the president of the drama club okay. i was like think like rachel berry like you were rachel berry think rachel berry if she was a little more hipster <laughs> that was me like i wore like like oxfords and like skirts with like tights underneath yeah. and i like i i was like kind of a dictator like in the drama <laughs> department like there were multiple shows where i like like, in Little Mermaid, I was, like, Ursula, I co-directed, I stage managed, I lighting designed, like, I helped choreograph. Like, I did literally everything. And it's not that we, like, didn't have a su- sufficient drama department. It was, like, I just, I Wanted thought to. I yeah. would do the best at everything, so I did everything. Oh like, in Into the Woods, I was the baker's wife. I directed. I stage managed. I did costumes. Like, I did all the things. Oh, Because my I didn't gosh. trust anyone else to do it, and I was the president, so, like... We can't really say no to the president. <laughs> well, then you're not a president. You're a dictator. <laughs> but so... This is not a democracy. But so, like, I was very into theater. Yeah. I also did, like, I didn't really perform other than, like, the school shows that I did. Mm-hmm. I did, like, stage management or assistant directing right. and, like, would freelance do work and, like, get paid. Mm-hmm. But, like, at the school, I was in the shows <laughs> because it. I was also directing them, so... <laughs> I um, cast myself as the lead. <laughs> oh, there there was big Into the Woods drama. Ooh. Because, so I think the witch from Into the Woods is maybe one of the best characters of all time. I agree. The witch's rap, 
iconic. Love it. So originally when I was thinking of the show, I was like, I'm going to be the witch because I'm the only one who can carry this part. Like, like we don't even need to hold auditions. And that's not like giving myself the lead. That's like a yeah. like a supporting role. Like, honestly, that probably would have been better for directing because I would have been able to like watch more scenes. Yeah. And so I was like, okay, like this is going to be it. Then we cast someone as Baker's wife. She, she might actually listen to the podcast. I don't know. I'm really sorry if you do. She wasn't perfect for the role. And it, the Baker's wife is like the lead. The lead. Like yeah. her and the Baker are the leads. Yeah. And so I just like completely recast it. And so. How far into rehearsals? Pretty far into rehearsals. Because it was bad. I'm so sorry if that girl's listening. Oh my gosh. I feel like the worst person. But so I like recast it. And then, so we had to, like, fill in, because she didn't want to be the witch, because, like, she was very much, like, an ingenue, whatever. So we had to fill in with a member of the ensemble, Uh and she, like, had a really bad lisp and, like, braces slash a retainer or something, and the witch's, like, only real song is a rap. Where you need diction. (laughs) And so it was a hot mess. Oh, man. And everyone was very mad at me. So that's who I was. (laughs) I was very, like, over the top, very, like... I thought I kind of, like, ran the drama department. Yeah. See, I wasn't really into theater. I wasn't, like, a theater kid in high school. Yeah. I, like, did community theater outside of school because the drama department at Suburbia mm-hmm. One High was not great. Yeah. So I didn't. And also, like, I was on the soccer team. And I remember, like, I wanted to do both theater and yeah. soccer. And I really should have been able to as long as I didn't do, like, the spring show which was when the soccer season was I should have been able to do the fall show yeah and like I remember I auditioned and the director was like okay that was great um are you on the soccer team and I was like yeah but like we don't start practices until like January yeah and like the show's in like December and he was like so we like people to be committed to only the drama club so you can't do the show and I was like but soccer isn't till spring and he just wanted like he wanted people theater he was like he was he was very much like us and them yeah he was like you can't be on the soccer team and do theater i'm like that's so messed up yeah like that's that's making the divide even more like yeah i agree that that's messed up but also i probably would have said that (laughs) my kids were auditioning oh you do sports bye (laughs) what do you mean i was so i was so upset but so i just kept doing uh community theater um but you were cool in high school was I think I? so. I think I was also, I wouldn't say, I was definitely never popular. Yeah. But I was friends with a lot of the popular I wouldn't say girls. I was popular. Like, I was never, like, but homecoming hung, queen or. But you hung out with all of, like, the popular people. But right? I was, like. you were friends with all, like, the football guys and their girlfriends. And... Yeah. I guess I was, like, part, I feel like I was part of that clique, but I yeah. was on the outside. Yeah. And so, like. I feel like I I was always the one to, like, organize everything. Yeah. So, like, when we did, like, our sophomore shirts, I, like, stayed up all night painting everyone's shirts and, like, organized everyone. And, like, I dressed totally. crazy for every spirit day. Like, I was that person. Yeah. And so I think I was part of that group because I played soccer and because yeah. I, like, was, you know, the one who was planning everything. And I wasn't an ASB in high school because I was in, um, like, soccer and, um, like drama I was I still took drama class I just didn't do the shows but I was very much like the planner person and so I think I was part of that group for that reason but I never really felt included Included. yeah Yeah. but like if you were going to take homecoming photos you'd probably still go with those kids with those kids yeah Yeah. but I which I feel like 
you probably felt like you weren't a part of the group, but I feel like when you're that age, you just look at pictures of, like, the popular group's homecoming pictures, and you just know, like, oh, all those people wear matching shirts on Spirit Day. Right. Oh, all those people are, like, a part of the same group. Right. But But were you you part of that group at Suburbia Too High? No, but I was friends with a lot of the girls who were. Okay. So I kind of jumped around a lot because I was, like, really involved in the drama department. Right. But I liked... (laughs) Oh, God. I like to think I was, like, one of, like, the more normal people in the drama department. Like, I was part of the drama department, but, like, I also was friends with, like, the cheerleaders. Okay. If that makes sense. Because you, were, you weren't on cheer in high school, right? No, but you were I in didn't cheer school. in middle school. Okay. But, um, yeah, so I felt like I, I was friends with a lot of those girls, but also, like, when I was having, like, mental health issues or, like, yeah. issues with relationships, they very much, like, weren't, they weren't my friends. Like, mm-hmm. I had real friends and then I had girls who would like occasionally invite me to like go shopping with them or like go to parties I remember there was one girl whose mom was like really into like buying people clothes like she like really wanted to be a part of the group like she was like a single mom yeah and my mom like did not like her because she would like come pick me up from school and like take me to Nordstrom Rack and like buy me Which, like a short then, mini skirt you probably thought that was cool yeah i was like oh my gosh this lady's like buying me like an appropriate clothes like how cool like but that's like we're... such an overstep yeah. looking back but it's so interesting well and it's interesting because i feel like neither of us really were in like a group like i wasn't like a theater kid no. you weren't like popular it's like we both kind of like moved we were around. kind of floaters yeah well and then also i was like really into my church group and so there were yeah. like people in the like popular group who also went to church and so like we would hang out then and then like the some of the girls in who I was like really close friends with on soccer were like part of that group and so like I like I dated guys in that group I was part of that group but like I think also that contributed to a lot of the pressure I felt and that there was a very much this like image that you have to keep up and like well and you constantly felt like, like you were having to prove yourself yeah of, like, you weren't just, like, secure there? Oh, I was, no, I was so insecure, and I was really self-conscious about, like, my body. Yeah. And I, you know, I was dealing with a lot of, like, my bipolar disorder issues, and and I was just <laughs> really unstable. Yeah. And I think I had some really real friends in that group. Yeah. Like, I talked about, like, those guys who, like, stood up for me in that mm-hmm. breakup, and, like, you know, Kenzie was, like, always there for me through everything. Like, her husband TJ was really great. Corey yeah. was really great. Like, I had friends in that group who were true true friends yeah and then I had people who would like try to you know that thing in high school where people say try to make you feel bad to make themselves feel better yeah so like you're in a party group and they're like why are you wearing that shirt like ha 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 just to try to if they push someone out else out then they're on the inside totally I think I was that person who was always being pushed out just a little bit to make other people feel yeah more secure I get that. Yeah. But it's it's cool <laughs> looking back and knowing that, like, there were genuine friendships yeah. that I had. And, like, so the the connections that were the most genuine, I'm still friends with today. Oh, that's so sweet. Always nice. I'm not friends with anyone from high school. <laughs> you are. Who? Jen. Okay. Jen's the only person. <laughs> but other than Jen. And Jen yeah. lives in, like, Texas now. Yeah. And so we don't, like, see, see each, each other. other. But... Yeah, no, I'm not from... Anyone I, from the drama department? No? No. I don't think so. Yeah. Like, Andrew, if we, like, go to Disneyland and yeah. he's working, it's, like, fun to see him. I forgot but, that like, he went to your school. We have a friend who we did, like, community theater with who also went to Skyler's school. Yeah. Who's now... He plays... Are, are we allowed... No. Uh, no, we're not allowed to say who he plays. No. But he's, a uh, He's friends with one of the characters at Disneyland. Yeah. And so, like, that's fun to see him. But we weren't friends in high school. We just, no. like, 
he coincidentally went to my high school. Yeah. But, yeah, no. There were a couple real ones. There were a couple ones. Shout out to the real ones. So, actually, my two best friends in high school, the the reason we stopped being friends was because of the fight that I alluded to earlier. So, do you want to tell that story? Then we can get into advice. The fight? Yeah. So, I, there was a new girl who came from, like, a totally different school and started hanging out with, like, my two best friends. It was, like, me and these two girls and, like... That's who we always hung out with. We ate lunch together. We, like, if for Halloween, like, we would all go together and dress in, like, similar costumes and whatever. So this girl came in. She came in. She had, like, dark brown hair. She dressed, like, kind of preppy. She, like, had done cheer, whatever. She comes in. Within, like, a week of her moving, she dyes her hair blonde, like, the same as me. And then she, like, kept asking me where I, like, got my clothes from. And then she would show up and, like, wear the exact outfit that I had worn the day before which was really weird and she like stopped doing cheer and started being more like hipstery and she like would host things at her house and invite the other two girls and not invite me and then she like started trying to date guys that I had dated and it was kind of like she was trying to like become me it's like that episode of Lizzie McGuire do you yes. remember when Lizzie McGuire becomes friends with a girl who's yes. a great younger or, like bring it on the musical yeah yes that's literally what it was like it okay. was literally nuts and so how long was this like transformation over maybe like a month okay like it wasn't it wasn't like overnight but it was pretty quick and it was like harsh things would happen like okay. I would stop talking to a guy and I'd be like okay guys like I'm gonna stop talking to Eric and yeah. then like the next day she'd be like I'm gonna try and go after Eric <laughs> and be like okay whoa buddy <laughs> and so I like kind of stopped hanging out with them because she was always there she always got on my nerves and then she would like specifically do things and not invite me yeah. and also it's just annoying to have someone like all of a sudden wearing the exact same clothes as you and like have the same backpack and the same everything and so I like stopped really hanging out with them and then I don't even fully remember what happened but I know it was like the beginning of the day it was before lunch someone in my class like passed a note to me and was like hey like wants to fight you (laughs) oh that's her actual name we'll just bleep it we'll just bleep it okay whatever bleep Bleep it it. beep (laughs) (laughs) so beep was like they passed a note to me and said that she wants to fight me not like you guys are like in a fight like whatever like Like, she she wants wants to fight you I'm the least athletic person on the planet (laughs) and also the least confrontational the least like I didn't have a fight with these girls it was just like I'm gonna like start eating lunch over here with like Jen or I'm gonna start whatever like eating in the drama room and like I just kind of like weeded myself away because I felt uncomfortable I get a note passed to me saying that she wants to fight me so I was like what do I do so I literally after class like ran to the bathroom and like hid in the bathroom and I texted my boyfriend at the time and was like which this boyfriend girl's, was it? I think this was the, like, the nice okay. boyfriend. Cool. So, um, they were both nice, but whatever. <laughs> um, the, the second boyfriend. And so I texted him and was like, this girl's trying to fight me. Yeah. I don't know what's happening. Like, you need to come stand outside of this bathroom and make sure that, like, she doesn't come in here and, like, she doesn't try and, like, beat me up in the bathroom. So it became a whole huge thing where like school security got involved whatever so that day we didn't actually end up getting in a fist fight but she tried and so they made me sign a thing that was a verbal confrontation memorandum of understanding i still remember which basically meant that if on or off campus she hit me i couldn't hit her back or i'd be expelled and like vice versa but i obviously wasn't wasn't gonna gonna hit her so my stepdad was so mad when i came home and told him because he's like she can literally follow you home 
and beat you. you up. And if you, like, push her off of you, you'll get expelled. Yeah, that's ridiculous. So that was kind of one of, like, my breaking points of, like, wanting to move to Charter. Yeah. But also just, like, everyone close your eyes and imagine me in a fist fight. <laughs> With a girl who looks identical to me. Like, probably wearing the same outfit I was wearing. Oh it was my gosh. nuts. Isn't that crazy? That's cr- I, n- I never got in a fight in high school. Yeah. That's nuts. But there was a girl who wanted to fight me. So, when I was on soccer, this was freshman year soccer. Yeah. This girl who was on the team, who I had literally never had any drama with, like... I wouldn't say we were, like, friends, but we definitely were enemies. We'd, like, talk at water breaks and, like, mm-hmm. just normal interactions. I had literally never said anything about her. Like, not even a little bit that could be misconstrued. She comes yeah. up to me at lunch and, like, all aggressive is like, so I heard you said that I shouldn't be on the team. And I was like, what? <clears throat> She's like, yeah, you said that, like, I shouldn't be on the team, like, much less, like, the first off the bench. Because, she, like, she wasn't a starter, but she was, like, my sub. Like, yeah. I was center mid and she was the center mid sub. So I could yeah. see how there would be, like some like competition there and I was like literally like I wouldn't say I'm confrontational but I stand up for myself but I was like not about to fight her you know so I just sat there stood there and I think she was expecting me to like be like yeah like what do you have to say about it so I just stood there I was like no like I never said I I was like no I never said anything and she's like well this person said that you did and I was like oh well like I didn't but like I think you deserve to be on the team and you could tell she had all this energy that she was like ready to get out in a fight and I was just kind of like calm like no like I think you're you're fine like I don't think that you shouldn't be on the team and she was just like she kept trying to make it a fight yeah but like she wasn't just gonna punch me when I'm sitting there saying like no like you're a good soccer player like I never said you shouldn't be on the team so she just keeps trying to do stuff she's like yeah well like like you really shouldn't be on the team because of this and I was like oh well like okay like bring it up with coach like that's yeah whatever and so finally after like literally five minutes of everyone watching and her just like super aggressive like sweating like looking for any excuse to punch me just like walks away and I was like all right cool like bye see you later that is so funny but I could kind of imagine you holding your own in a fight I don't think you would ever initiate it and you would do everything to stop it yeah but if someone punched you I feel like you could hold your own so speaking of soccer we used to play fight club at our soccer sleepovers have I ever told you about this what so in my parents basement they have like these big like love sack uh bean bags and like the girls on my soccer team we had all been playing together you know with a few people leaving and coming on but for like eight years so we would twice a year have a soccer sleepover and we'd play fight club what does that mean? So we'd set up, like, a ring, and we'd put the beanbags in the middle so that if you fall, you don't get hurt. And, like, no punching, no hair grabbing, no scratching. Like, wrestle. And I was the second best. This is why my son will never play sports. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you there were a lot of, like, kissing parties and, like, weird massage trains with the theater kids, but we never played Fight, Fight Club. <laughs> I loved it. It was so great. We ha- we'd oh have... my God. And my mom knew what was going on. She was like, as long as you guys don't hurt each other and, like, aren't pulling hair... Fight Club. It was oh gr- it was good for morale because we'd all be like cheering and like we'd like bet like hot Cheetos oh on like who gosh. was gonna win. I was the second best, so I wasn't the best. But like, cause there was one girl. Her name is Arelli. Shout out to Arelli. Arelli <laughs> is one of the real ones. We still DM on Instagram from time to time. Wow. Arelli, Shout out to Arelli. Arelli kicked my ass in Fight Club. Arelli was Arelli beat me. But that's I it. just thought of something really funny. Okay, I'm gonna tell you one Hit more me. story and then we can go into okay. advice. So, my little sister, 
just started her freshman year. Mm, and Taylor. so, woo woo, we love Taylor. So she sent me like her class schedule. Cause I was like, I wonder if you have like any of the same teachers as I had, like how fun. Yeah. So she has the two worst teachers I ever had. No. Ever. Like literally, like I, we told the story before. She, so she has my same PE teacher who I got an F in his class. <laughs> and then she has the same science teacher as I had. Yeah. And I forgot until just now that I was really into Greek mythology my freshman year and like a little bit of eighth grade. And I like kind of maybe believed it. Like this was the time where I was like reading books on Buddhism. Like I was really exploring things. So I went through a phase where like I kind of believed in Greek mythology. And also this was like right when Percy Jackson was coming out. Oh gosh. And so me and my friend, I should like message her after this. Me and my friend were fully convinced that my science teacher was like a gremlin. Is this the same time you really believed you were a demigod? Shh. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what you were gonna say. I didn't know you thought your science teacher was like a like, Greek mythology like, gremlin, like a gremlin sent from Hades to like torment me and my friend. <laughs> so since you believed you were a demigod, did you think it was like your job to like take him down? Yeah. So I was like really mean to him in class. But my sister has him, and she says he's, like, equally as bad. Like, he's Aww. still, like, kind of, like, a meme. Maybe you're, maybe he is a gremlin, but your <laughs> sister is fulfilling the destiny you Whoa! never did. <laughs> and with that... Do we want to get into advice? get into advice. This is a long-ass oh podcast. Gosh. I feel like there's so much blackmail material in here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like if people from high school listen to this, like, usually people from high school, like, listen to our other podcasts, and, yeah. like, whatever, like... Yeah, peace uh, out. Yeah. I feel like there's some people who will listen and be like, what? Like, I was in your science class. You really thought our teacher was a gremlin? <laughs> or like, wow, I was the girl who tried to fight you? I highly doubt that girl listens to this podcast. I don't know. I would be shocked. You know what? But I hope someone from my soccer team is listening because yeah. I love those girls. if you went to school with either of us, please, and like you were involved in any of these stories, please comment down below and just say like, Hey, I'm so-and-so, letting you know I listened. <laughs> just so we know. Like, you don't have to, like, say your side of the story. You don't have to whatever. I just want to know. Like, is anyone from high school listening yeah, to this? I think they are. <laughs> Great. I hope I hope one of the girls from my soccer team is, because those you know, were my ride or dies. I freaking loved my soccer team. You know who I, if I could pick one person who I want to have listened to this, hmm. my boyfriend who I nailed or he nailed my stinky <laughs> shoe to his wall. Because he doesn't have any social media. I've, like, tried to look him up before. Oh, my He's, gosh. like, this mysterious man. Oh, who would I want it to be? Um, what do I think? And I want him to say, like, I still have, have your, your shoe. <laughs> I would want it to be the high school drama teacher who told me I, <laughs> I had to give up soccer if I wanted to be in the drama wow. club. How Miss Darbus. Yeah. He really was Miss Darbus. Wow, we stand. We or we don't, don't stand. stand. We don't stand. There needs to be like a word opposite of stand. Like what's stand backwards? We gnats. We gnats? <laughs> oh my gosh, we need to get into advice. <laughs> we are going off. Uh. Hi, Sierra and Skylar. Hi. Um, firstly, I just want to say that I am such a huge supporter of you guys. Mm. I listen to your podcast just about every day on the way to class. And y'all have really inspired me lately because y'all are just such positive lights and Mm -hmm. great role models. And that leads into my question. So um, I coach a group of high school girls. 
They range anywhere from 14 to 18, 4 foot 10 to 6 foot tall, different body shapes and sizes. And I'm, I'm not a bad role model, but I want to be the best one that I can be for them, especially being a curvy girl and knowing, you know, the struggles, especially in high school. I really want to add in, you know, some body positive messages for them and be that person that I didn't have in high school. So, like, I just want some, you know, tips on how to drop some subtle hints for them and really mm-hmm. inspire them, too. So thank you guys so much for everything you do. Um, keep doing what you're doing. I, It's so appreciated. I love y'all. Bye. I love you. That is so sweet. First of all, you are so sweet. And second of all, the fact that you're thinking about that for the girls that you coach already shows that you are being an amazing role model to them. Yeah. I think it's so amazing that we're in an age, too, where, like, there are educators who think this way and, like, are actively trying to find ways to be, like, support systems for their kids. That's so cool. I, I think you're amazing. I think you're doing amazing things. Um, in terms of advice, I think what you said about subtlety is really important. Yeah. Because I think it's it's less about, you know, saying the right thing at the right time all the time mm-hmm. and jamming those messages in. It's just about being that person who, first of all, I think by you being a curvy girl and being confident and being their role model, they're already going to look to you and be like, well, if she's so confident and if she's living her life, yeah. I can too. Totally. Um, I think being really careful about what you say about your own body is really important. Yeah. Because I remember, like, you know, I had a coach in soccer who was beautiful and she was, like, a thicker girl. And she all the time would say things about how, like, degrading things about herself. Mm. And it would make me feel like, oh, well, like, I should feel that way about myself too. Mm -hmm. So I think almost more important than what you say to them is how you talk about yourself around them. Yeah. Well, and I also think with sports, like, putting an emphasis on, like, we're doing conditioning to get strong so we can have our best performance versus, like, we're doing conditioning so that we're skinny. Yeah. (laughs) You know? Like, I, when I was in middle school, (laughs) one of the only times I ever did sports was I did competitive cheerleading. And I remember my coach would literally sit there and eat Halloween candy, like, while she was making us do conditioning. Yeah. And, like, talk about how, like we need to like not be fat and we need Mm. to do this and that and the other and it was like it I just I feel like you have to kind of practice what you preach of like if you're asking them to do something and you're holding them to a certain standard holding yourself to the same standard Mm -hmm. of like hey I'm going to be so positive about your body so I'm also going to be positive about my body I think that's really important also like I think when you're like doing your pre if it's some sort of like team sport when you're doing like a pre-game kind of talk and pep talk like all coaches do add in something in there about like you know let's like use our bodies to the best of our ability like really I think one of my favorite quotes is like exercise is a celebration of what your body can do not a punishment for what you ate so I think you know, making that, like, how awesome that, like, we get to use our bodies in this sport and, like, really yeah. making it a thing where they're, you know, I I was always, like, even at my fitness, I've always been, like, thick. Like, I've always been muscular. Yeah. Um, even when I had, like, low, lower body fat. And I had coaches who would, like, say things about, like, you know, like, even little things about, like, oh, like, Sierra's, like, a tank. And, like, that mm-hmm. didn't make me feel good about, yeah. like, 
me being strong but then I also had coaches who'd be like yeah like you're so strong like because you're so thick like you're a great defender and like you can do this how awesome that your body gives you this advantage yeah and I think making those positive like affirmations about the girls bodies in a way that's not singling them out is really important yeah I think that's perfect good for you though yeah I love that you're influencing girls like that that's really important so awesome hi Sierra and Skylar this is Bailey um so I'm a new military spouse and my husband and I are facing our first deployment and I feel like any time I complain about the deployment being hard or how much I miss my husband, I constantly get the fact that I chose this life thrown in my face. So I guess what I'm trying to ask is, is it okay for me to complain about it being hard and missing my husband, or should I not complain because this is, in fact, the life I chose? Thank you guys so much. I love you so much. Mm, love you Bailey I think it's obviously very different but Kyle travels a lot for work like right now he's currently in Spain and we're talking because next year they're going to be there's at least one time maybe two times where he's going to be gone for like six weeks and I'm going to have like a couple month old baby and so it's one of those things where I feel like if I'm talking to like my relatives or my friends about it I'm like I know we're just gonna get through this I know I have a support system I know that's what we signed up for But, like, I'm really nervous to have, like, a four-month-old and have my husband be gone for a month and a half. Like, that's – and I think it's obviously a very different situation. But I think that it's, like, kind of a balance of you – like, you did sign up for that. Like, you did go into the situation knowing, like, I knew that Kyle was going to travel for, like, over a month at a time. But also, like, That doesn't make it any easier. Yeah, and also your feelings are always valid. Yes. Of, like, I think that, like, I, like, want to be the person where I'm not crying every day. Like, that's just kind of excessive and you have to, like, learn to live the life that you have. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, feeling sad and talking to your friends and family about it is totally normal, especially yeah. with deployment. Yeah. I think, first of all, thank you to your husband for his service. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, you're part of that service. Like you're making a sacrifice as well. And just because you signed up for it, that doesn't make it easier. Totally. And you're allowed to be sad and you're allowed to miss him. And you know, you're allowed to talk to your family and friends about that. And that doesn't make you like weak or that doesn't make you even, that doesn't even mean you regret it. It just means that you're leaning on people around you to get through it. And you know, I think it's it's different for me because when Stephen and I are apart, it's usually I'm the one who's gone. Yeah. Um. But I think any advice that you have, because Kyle is gone so much and yeah. you're at home, how do you like, outside of just, you know, you, you're valid to be upset, how do you still enjoy your life and enjoy your time without just waiting for him to get back? I think for me, it's interesting because Kyle and I are actually a really dependent couple. We talked about that a couple episodes ago of like, he gets home from work and like if he can get home an hour early that's great like we want to spend as much time with each other as we can like we cook dinner together every night we like all all of our shows we watch together except for like Vanderpump Rules like there's like very few like even this week when he's been gone in Spain it's like I want to watch TV because I'm home yeah what can I watch don't just start like a new show because like even like I don't want to watch Bachelor in Paradise without him and then have him like 
be able to, like there are certain things we like just do together but so I think for me a really big thing is like appreciating my alone time because mm-hmm. first of all like I'm never just like alone in the apartment like it's nice sometimes to be able to like have a bath and like light some candles and just really focus on like yourself and like I don't know like I really like cleaning (laughs) uh but also I think like reaching out to your friends and family like two nights ago I hung out with Jessica yesterday I hung out with you tonight I'm hanging out with my parents like for me I think filling my time and like really appreciating that like I have so many people around me and I think like being in San Diego has been such a big thing for that of like in LA if he was like working overnights or going to Vegas for a work trip or whatever I really felt alone and so I don't know what your situation is if you're close to family and friends or not but maybe even like reaching out to like Facebook groups of other military wives in your area or you know I think like even just getting coffee with someone even if that's a 30 minute coffee break throughout your day I think knowing that like first of all you're gonna like use your voice and speak that day you aren't just gonna be like at home working on your computer and then like not talk to anyone other than your animals like I think knowing that like there's something to look forward to is nice I don't know and also like still do the fun things like still go to Disneyland or still go to the football game or whatever you think is fun like don't think that you have to wait until he gets back to continue living your life I love that all right next question Hi, Sierra and Skylar. Um, I'm so excited to uh, be asking you guys a question. I love your podcast, and mm-hmm. I love you guys so much. Um, so, uh, Sierra, I actually have a question for you because I kind of think that you're, like, the Broadway queen. Um, I'm going to New York in October, and I've never been, and I'm really excited. Um, but I am overwhelmed with like Broadway world and I don't know what I should see for like my first real Broadway show and I don't know like where to go where should I buy tickets can you give me a little bit of advice and information about that and again I just love you guys and I'm really enjoying this podcast so um hope y'all are having a great day uh thanks for listening bye Bye. Bye. Love you. Oh, you're so sweet. The Broadway queen. Ooh, take it away. Um, all right. So first, I totally understand being overwhelmed with the amount of different ways you can purchase tickets and the amount of shows that there are. So first thing, um, Broadway.com has a list of all the shows that are currently running, but do not buy your tickets through Broadway.com because there can be up to a $50 service charge per ticket on Broadway.com. So go to Broadway.com click the date you want to see a show and then it'll show you everything that's playing and you can click and read a little description. There are also lots of reviews on YouTube and online where you can kind of read about the show without being spoiled to figure out. Also listening to cast recordings on Spotify is great. Mm -hmm. Um, And then when you're going to buy the ticket, if you're like 100% I need to see the show and it's one that usually sells out, you can buy it in advance. Um, The best way to do that is to go to that show's specific website. So Google you know if you want to see come from away come from away website go to their website click tickets and that'll take you to their direct ticket seller which is usually either Ticketmaster or telecharge then you can choose your seat buy your ticket good to go if you're a little more flexible you know don't really know what i want to see don't really have a specific show i need to see there is a tkts booth and that's an app as well so you can search at tkts And it'll sell same-day tickets for a 30 to 60% off discount Mm -hmm. on the day of or the next day matinee. I actually did a whole video about this on my vlog channel. So uh, link in the description, Kyle. We'll put it down there um, where I kind of walk through all of this more in depth. But 
it's also really great buying them there because they have um, employees who, as you're waiting in line, will answer any questions you have about the show. They can help recommend a show for what you like and what you say you like. You know, they've seen all of those shows usually. So, like, I was waiting in line and the couple in front of me was like, we're thinking about seeing Avenue Q. What do you think about that? And then the guy was like, I think it's a great show. Are you people who are easily offended? And they were like, oh, we're from Utah and like we're Mormons. So we don't want to see anything that's like raunchy. And they're like, yeah, how about not Avenue Q yeah. and one of these shows? And then there was another couple who was like, we really like edgy, like avant-garde theater. And he's like, I'd really recommend seeing this show. And so they're really helpful yeah. with that and kind of guiding you. And the tickets are cheaper. I also will say, I think like both of us really like a lot of the like newer musicals, mm-hmm. like Come From Away, Waitress, Dear Evan Hansen, Hamilton, whatever. But I think if you're someone who's new to Broadway – I feel like the hits are hits for a reason. Yeah. Like, Wicked is great. Wicked is wonderful. Lion King, great. Yeah. Like, there are a lot of shows out there that are easier to get tickets for because they're not such, like, hot commodities. Yeah. And also, are like, there's a reason why they've been running so long on Broadway. Yeah. Because they're really great. Do you have, like, a top three shows for beginners that you would recommend that are currently running that um, you can think of? I mean, the first one that comes to my head is Wicked. Yeah. I feel like Wicked is a great introduction. Yeah. It's fun. It's dramatic. It's like a story <laughs> that everyone is kind of familiar with, but a retelling of it. Yeah. It's beautiful. Yeah. I will say if you're going to see Wicked, get the ticket in advance because yeah. they don't have it at TKTS. Um, I think Waitress is actually a really great first show yeah. because there are a lot of the more fun big number, fun musical numbers, but it also does have a lot of heart. Yeah. But it's not like edgy like you're not going to be like struggling to follow the storyline waitress still be there in october because isn't it leaving this season it's leaving in january oh i believe so it'll still be there and waitress you can usually get tkts tickets for yeah um if you do like something a little bit more avant-garde i love come from away yeah (coughs) sorry i'm having a cough attack um but it's not like over the top like you won't be able to it's not gonna be hard to follow it's funny but it has a lot Mm. of heart beautiful yeah um, anything else you can think of? No, I think my I think my top recommendation to a new person would be Wicked. Yeah. Definitely Wicked is in my top like 10, 12 musicals. It's definitely yeah. not like my favorite musical of all time, but yeah. I feel like every time I've seen it, I've walked away being like, that was wow, so that fun. was amazing. Yeah. That was so fun. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for watching. Be sure to subscribe Bye. to the podcast channel on YouTube and uh, give us a thumbs up. Leave a comment down below. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Yes, we love reading your reviews. Um, Give us five stars if you can. And uh, we'll see you guys next Monday. Bye. Bye.